Welcome to this episode of Restoring Your Voice, where me, your host, Pastor David, helps you to use your voice and talks about things you need to hear about so that you may exercise your God-given voice. So today we're going to continue from the previous episode. So if you're listening to this and like, what are you talking about? Well, go listen to the previous episode right before this. They're in order. So what were what were we talking about yesterday? We were talking about what are you focusing on? We we're talking about a lot of things where people will focus on the, who the Antichrist is or isn't instead of the Lamb. They focused on people are focusing on what is the mark of the beast versus uh, do they have the mark of the Lamb or not, and so on and so forth. So that's just a quick, quick recap. So also um, out there, listeners, if you're wondering. You know, if you're, say, listening on Spotify, and like, where did the music go? Well, it just takes, if I use um, music on the one of the platforms I use for podcasts, it takes a while longer for it to upload, so I decided to cut out the music for now. And so I reached out to Disciple. So if anybody out there knows people who work for Disciple, another the Christian rock group, or works for a disciple in any way, shape, or form, or is a disciple member. One, I want to say, disciples' music is absolutely awesome, and I love it. And please, I'm asking to be able to get permission to use one song and one song, one song only uh, for my uh, podcasts. That's it. I don't need to use your whole library, but one. And so, anyway, leave me a voice message or email me. Both of which are in the description of the podcast episode so there you go might as well ask and put it out there so anyways today we're going to talk about focusing right now yesterday what i kind of went on the vein of you know what the dangers are of of a, of a wrong focus and okay focus on this versus that and, and today we're going to continue a little bit of that but i really really want to point you to hope and, um, you know, I just I just really feel led by the Holy Spirit, right? Because that's, that's what I got to go by. Um, you know, comparing what people are seeing today and say in biblical times and, you know, in the first century, maybe second century even. Uh, why do I say that? Because many people are focused, man, the world is, is horrible. We're in a hor- We're in a bad place. This is happening. That's happening. So on and so forth. Well, you know, that must mean the return of Jesus must be imminent. And well, I'm going to tell you, in case you don't know, let's give you a, a quick education on biblical times. In other words, in the, in the time of the New Testament, in, in the time post-Jesus, in other words, when he had already ascended to heaven, there was an emperor in power by the name of Nero. Now, if you don't know anything about Nero, he makes people like Caligula and other emperors look sane by comparison. All right, that, that's that's how insane and horrid Nero was and how horrible it was for Christians under the rule of Nero. Now, what, what do I mean by that? Nero, say, for instance, used Christians as torches to light up his garden at night. Yes, he would light Christians on fire and they would burn and obviously scream while they're burning. So he would do this while they were alive just to light up his gardens. Okay. There, there are um, stories, not like, you know, actual written accounts 
so documented, of Christians being catapulted over the walls of cities. Um, Christians sewn up in animal skins. All right, um, and and much much worse stuff, quite frankly. And you know, if if you know anything about the Roman Empire and the way they they lived, uh, you know it was a life of evil and decadence. Um, I mean, insane stuff like orgy parties. I mean, they would they would eat and then they, they would make themselves throw up just so they could eat more and oh, so much worse, worse stuff. So all of that to say, you know, who was in charge of the world at the time, the known world, were the Romans, all right? Except for maybe Scotland because they couldn't get into Scotland. But that's, that's, I'm not going to go deep into history. The point being, what we see today is chill and calm in comparison to what the early believers, Jew and Gentile, had to face. Had to face for their profession of faith in Jesus Christ. That literally they were willing to watch their family members die, and I'm sure their family members were willing to die for Christ. But they would refuse tonight tonight to deny Jesus. How amazing and wonderful is that? And yet here we are today living in our Western society. And I'm going to speak to those living in the Western society because I'm sure that, you know, people in communist China and North Korea and such probably won't hear my voice, even though I hope one day that we'll get through to them. But I'm going to talk to you out there living in ease. Now you're like, brother, what do you mean ease? Don't you know about that baker, Jack? He's been under, and I'm sure it's been absolutely horrible and tough on his family. Jack Phillips I'm talking about. But God bless you, Jack Phillips, if you're out there listening. But, you know, that is honestly one few and far between. Okay, even getting suspended from school is no flipping big deal. Okay, it's not a big deal. Lots of things that are happening today that we that we lose our minds over getting deplatformed. Okay, uh, in other words, getting taken off of social media forever. Okay, it's not a big flipping deal. Who out there in our Western society is literally losing their lives for Jesus? Who out there is watching their family get killed for Jesus? Well, obviously the answer is zero if you're living in the West. So what what would the West include? Well, we'll say, you know, America. So North, all of North America, all of South America, Australia, New Zealand, Europe, the UK, so the United Kingdom. In other words, that would for me that includes um, Great Britain, Scotland, Wales, and Ireland, and how many out there are actually suffering at that level getting literally thrown to the animals while sewn up in animal skins here in the West and yet we are freaking out over things that happen it must mean that Jesus returning and we're going to escape trouble well that's nice and all but did somebody tell the people in North Korea did somebody tell the Christians in communist China this Does somebody tell the people in Africa getting taken by Boko Haram, 
hellish sex slaves are did anybody tell them that, that they get to escape out of trouble and tribulation because I believe that they missed that memo and yes I told you I'm a I have a doctorate in sarcasm nobody told them that so what keeps them going then I mean the, the, the intense persecution the the demolishing of churches in places like communist China people arrested just for having a Bible in Iran in China I mean where it's illegal just to have a Bible where Bibles literally have to be smuggled in do we face that in the West absolutely not absolutely not in fact the Bible is free to us everywhere Name your format. Audio Bible. The internet. Apps. Hard copy. You name it. It's available. So why are we fretting? And, and you know, what it comes down to is, are you focused on Jesus? Are you sure in your salvation? Because if you're sure in your salvation, then you have nothing to fear. Nothing. I, I always tell people, I don't fear death. Not because I'm so awesome. Not because I'm so courageous, but because I'm assured of my identity as a son of God. Let me ask you out there. Are you sure in your identity as a son or daughter of God? Can you say that? Can you say that with all confidence? Can you say that without hesitation? Or does the question pop into your head? I'm not sure maybe well then if there's a maybe in there then you're not sure and if you're not sure then you need to come before Jesus you need to repent and then once you do that man I'm telling you I'm telling you once true repentance happens in your life speaking from experience you will have an assurity like never before now I've told you a bit of my story uh, in the beginning of this podcast, um, Restoring Your Voice, so you can go back and listen to that. But, you know, literally, just to recap real quick, I mean, I was living, you know, in sin. I I was a terror. I was raging. I mean, who knew what was going to set me off next? It was that bad. Sure, I knew what the Bible said, but I certainly didn't live it out. I mean... To me, at times, drunkenness was okay. Okay, I mean, if you would ask me back then, am I going to heaven? I would have been hesitant. But I'm telling you, once I truly came to Jesus, once I truly repented, I'm telling you, folks, a blessed assurity settled over me like never, ever before. Which means I don't fear death. Which means I know where I'm going when I die. Which means you can take my life. In other words, this physical body, but you cannot destroy the spirit. You cannot destroy my soul because of Jesus. Can you say that about yourself? Jesus. I mean, you know what? It's coming to mind. One of one of I think the the, the best place that we can go to is the book of John for this. Now, I call the book of John a love letter. That's what I call it. Out of all the go- out of all four gospels, I call it a love letter. I love it for one. I love every the, the hope that it gives, even in 
the midst of trial, tribulation. I mean, here it is, Jesus. Right? If you go to the um, end, right? It will say John 14 or John 13. And we go 14 and 15 and 16 and, and 17, right? And, I mean, this is just wow. And so then, why do I say those? Because it's right before Jesus is about to get arrested, right? We have, you know, things written in there that I believe that those people looking to get out of here, and and because I believe people look to get out of here, by the way, um, as a form of fear, by the way. But you know, we have Jesus talking to his disciples, giving them wisdom, telling them when he goes, he's going to send the Holy Spirit, for instance. He's going to reveal truth. He's going to help us. He's going to be our counsel and everything, right? So so he goes on this great expository preaching and teaching to his disciples, giving them in detail what's going to happen, right? I mean, like, for, here's some radical stuff from John 16, 22. So also you have sorrow now, but I will see you again and your heart will rejoice. So it says that you have, also you have sorrow now. So sorrow though it doesn't last and it should never last in our lives does happen okay it does happen okay John 16 33 these things I have spoken to you so that in me who Jesus not escaping out of here you may have shalom which is holiness I did a whole teaching on the beard of truth on the meaning of shalom in the world in the world you will, not might, not if, you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. And that's where I ended yesterday. But, you know, if you don't believe me and you think, well, no, no, that, that does not mean what it means. Okay. Well, then what else? Well, here he is, Jesus. Now he, he prays. So for the disciples and everybody else, by the way, yeah, if, if you if you read that. And in John chapter 17, right, he, he, he clearly, clearly makes it evident about praying that we are not taken out of the world, but that they, but that the Father would keep us or, or preserve us. So that's John 17, 15. I'm not asking that you take them out of the world, so, but that you would keep them from the evil one. That should be our focus. That should be our prayer. Lord, I'm not, I, I've, I've focused too long on the world. Lord, I've focused too long about if I'm taken out. But no, instead, Lord, I feel myself, you know, dipping, dragging, fearful. But I would pray that, that you would keep me instead, preserve me from falling to Satan. That's what we should pray. Let's take a break for an ad. All right. Welcome back. So here he is. I am not asking you. I'm not asking. So if Jesus is praying this to the Father in heaven, to Father God, why don't we live like this? Why are we looking to get out of here? Why is it when scripture tells us explicitly Explicitly, this is Jesus's prayer. Why don't we live this way? Why? Because we live in fear. 
because I believe many out there do not believe that you can be free of fear. That, that, that you take fear as a normal part of your life and that you want to explain and excuse fear. You want to excuse it by saying, that, well, we're in an imperfect world. We're, I'm imperfect and so on. Well, you don't know what happened to me. All of that is true to a point. But when it comes up against the message of the gospel, when it comes up against Jesus himself, all of that, all of that ends up being a lie when we try to apply it to ourselves as believers. Do we live in an imperfect world? Yes. That's that's the small, or that's the big, that is the big lie. That's part of the big lie. It's the small truth sprinkling in with the big lie, which still makes it a lie. Absolutely. Absolutely, but but Jesus tells us we are in this world, but we are not of this world. So why would we live with the same fearful mindset as the world is by? Why? There is zero reason for it. The Bible tells us countless times, Old Testament, New Testament. So prior to the Holy Spirit being poured out, after the Holy Spirit has been poured out, because we are told not to fear. Jesus tells or Jesus tells us that. Paul writes later on, be anxious for nothing. You could swap out be anxious for nothing or be fearful for nothing. Right? Anxiety is just a derivative of fear after all. And it tells us what to do. It tells us instead to take everything to the Lord in prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving. Yeah, I believe out there, many out there fear because they don't know how to be thankful. No, no. You've become spoiled little rats. Let's just be honest and candid. Spoiled little rats, you know, with your smartphones, your smart TVs. Hell, there's even smart houses nowadays, the entire house. Okay. Your touch screens, your hands-free driving, all of that, which none of that in and of itself is bad. But when you let that become the standard of whether you're living a good life then you've become deceived and when all that when when that starts getting taken away from you you flip out and freak out and that is not the standard the standard is being thankful and if you think well brother i just don't have much to be thankful about if you're listening to this right now then you have much to be thankful about number one you're alive and you're drawing breath that's something to be thankful about i mean people in these third world countries, people in these places where they're being persecuted probably may never hear this podcast. But you can. That's something to be thankful about. But the number one thing is, are you in Jesus? And you have all, everything in the world to be thankful about. Well, brother, I'm suffering from this. I'm, You know, I suffer myself from numerous health problems okay i suffered a brain injury from getting wounded in iraq in august of 2008 okay i have a a terribly bad right shoulder even though i had surgery on it years ago my right knee now is bad okay i have back pain i suffer from chronic pain i've been suffering from that for numerous years so much so that because no surgery can fix my lower back and, and more but i'm not here to complain i'm just telling you Yes, I suffer, but guess what? 
because Jesus is my Lord and Savior. I have every reason in the world to rejoice. That is the only reason I need. I need nothing else. Not the car that I have, though I'm thankful for that, and I'm thankful to God for that, and I praise Him for that. I do. Why? Because it's from God. So you religious folk out there that say what we can or can't thank God for, you know, you can take that and pack up and get out of here. I'm thankful for everything. If I got money, I'm thankful. God provided it. Every good and perfect gift comes from God above. And let me tell you, a great car is a gift from God above. I don't know. Anyway, I just, I mean, I do that. I wake up in the morning. This is the routine I have, and I've had it for years. I wake up in the morning, and I thank God for another day. And I praise Him for a new day. Because if you have an attitude of gratitude, it will change your perspective, and it will change your viewpoint. And it will help you focus on what God wants for you in this life while you're here. And you'll stop focusing on escaping out of here. And look, if you're wondering, brother... I don't know what you're talking about. You you don't know what you're talking about. Well, you know, I have literally been to places where it's horrible. I have been to Iraq three times. Right in the beginning when things were, you know, after, after, man, it was bad. Okay. I have had, when I was over there, I had Christians that were over there came up to me and let me know they were a Christian, but told me not to tell anybody else because if, 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 if it was found out they were a Christian, them and their families will be killed. First hand, so that is my first hand experience. So don't tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. I've seen this stuff firsthand. And that's why I also know, I also know we're not getting out of it, but God will preserve us to the end. He doesn't preserve us by taking out. Right, he preserves us the same, the same, can I get an amen, as Noah was preserved and was not taken out. Noah and his family, God gave them and told them what to do, how to live. Build this ark. Do this, do that. And since Noah and his family obeyed, they were preserved, even though they still had to go through the storm. See, people say, well, no, God took Noah and his family out. No, 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 no. You you don't think that that much rain was not extremely stormy for Noah and his family? You know, you don't think that, that him and his family, you know, was... You know, it was probably a whole boatload of waves. I mean, that was a lot of water to cover the whole the whole world. I'm sure it was not nice being there. But God preserved them. They had to go through the storm. They had to go through the wind. They had to go through the waves. And yet God preserved them nonetheless. All right. Just like yesterday when I, when I talked about Ezekiel 9 and Revelation chapter 9. In Ezekiel 9, right? Those inhabitants of the city that did not have the mark of the Lamb or the mark of God upon them, right? They still were part of that city and its inhabitants being destroyed, even though they were preserved out of it. All throughout history, righteous men and righteous women had to go through, but God preserved their soul. Hallelujah. And that is what matters in the end about God preserving our souls. And because of our acceptance of that and our confidence in Jesus we can be on mission right now in this age in this day wherever we're at regardless and we won't focus on the on the consequences but we'll focus on the godly outcome and therefore we can have a blessed assurance so I pray that this 
This is helping you to focus and giving you hope. Because this is what God wants for every person, right? He said, it is his will that none should perish. Right? That doesn't mean our body. It means our soul. That none should perish, right? But we should all have everlasting life. We should all know who Jesus is. We should all know Jesus. Search him out. Love him. Get to know more every day by day. Because that's what lovers do, by the way, right? They get to know each other, right? They look deeply into their eyes. You know, they, they listen intently. They can also pour their hearts out. That should be our relationship with Jesus Christ every single day. He wants to talk to you. And he wants to hear from you. And I did talk about what prayer looks like. But no, on the Beard of Truth. So go to that podcast. Look for the Camouflage logo. And listen to those episodes there. Deep Bible teaching. I mean, heavily, heavily in the scripture in those episodes. So, I mean, I do these episodes before I end. I'm going to tell you, I do these podcasts not to, not to, you know, make me money. You know, I don't even, <laughs> believe me, I'm not going to get rich off podcasts. No, I do these so that you can be edified so that you can be encouraged, exhorted, motivated to go out and live for Jesus every day. So that between Sundays, Wednesdays, right? Because I do, I preach Sunday's sermon. So you go to my Facebook page or YouTube channel, what have you. Go check them out. David C. McGuire or Restored to Life Church. Go check it out. So facebook.com forward slash restored to life. And then Wednesday, which is, by the way, at the time of this recording, I preach a mid week message for you and these podcasts are so that in between all these messages you out there can be edified you out there can be fed right you may think well what do you mean you're a pastor am I your your sheep are you listening to this but brother I I, I go to this church that's cool I'm not jealous I'm not jealous so I'm going to end with leave me a voice message let me know your thoughts Okay, there's a link in the description for that. When you click on that link, it'll take you to this podcast on Anchor FM. Click this what you click on. Click on that message button. Leave me a voice message and you will most likely be featured in a future episode. So let me know your thoughts. Um, you can ask questions. I will I will answer your questions. Uh, let me know what you would like to hear in future episodes. Maybe you're not hearing enough of, or you want to hear more of, if you haven't heard of, you have questions, by all means, then leave me a voice message and I will listen to it. And most likely you will be featured in a future episode unless you tell me otherwise. All right. So that is it for today's podcast episode of Restoring Your Voice. Now I'm your host, Pastor David of Restore to Life Church, saying God has given you a voice. Go out there and exercise it. God bless you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.